0: Hey guys, welcome to the Fellowship Greenville Students podcast. This week, Matt Densky continues our 10 Practices series where we will be talking about 10 daily and weekly practices that can define our faith and bring growth in our life. Matt talks about resting this week, looking at Genesis and God resting after creation, and then Matthew 11 verses 28 through 30 and finding true rest for our souls when we rest in Jesus. Rest is no longer a rule of law, but it's a rhythm of life that Jesus models and one that we should engage in too. We challenge you to create a special rhythm for one day in the week that looks different than all others, where you participate in the things that connect you with God. We hope you enjoy this message. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another week here at Fellowship Greenville Students. We love you guys, truly we do, and we miss you all. We hope you're doing well from wherever you're at right now and just having a great week. Over the past few weeks, we have been in the midst of a series that we're calling the 10 Practices. And these are 10 practices that we see modeled by Jesus as he lived life on this earth. And the idea is, if this is how the fullest extent of humanity and and the perfect picture of humanity lived, then we wanna adopt some of these practices for ourselves so that we can have deeper levels of intimacy with Jesus and bear more fruit uh, as we remain in Him and abide in Him, and really begin to learn what it means to not just believe in Him but walk with Him as well. So we hope you've enjoyed the series so far and really begun to apply some of these practices. So far, we've talked about maintaining healthy relationships and being in community. We talked about cultivating dis- disciplines of prayer. Last week, we looked at how to uh, be in God's Word on a regular basis in order to get to know Him better, and this week. Week number four, we are talking about our next practice, and I gotta be honest with you guys, I'm super intimidated to talk about this practice because the truth is out of all 10 practices that we're gonna be talking about, this one for me is the hardest one to apply. I feel incredibly insufficient to talk about this. I feel incredibly inadequate to talk about this because I wrestle with this and I struggle with this so often. I do not feel like I have a a healthy um, rhythm of this so far. I'm trying to learn myself and really it's only been in the past few years that God has kind of put his finger on my heart and, and pulled me into a reality that I've got to start cultivating this practice in my own life. And so week number four, the practice we're talking about is rest, is rest. I'm not good at resting. I'm not good at stopping. I'm good at go, go, going, and then I pay the price for it. Uh, I just don't have the capacity or energy or stamina. Uh, I become irritable uh, or, or whatever else, and my body eventually begins to break. And I've had a few wake-up calls along the journey where I think God has been trying to show me, dude, you can't do this. you got to stop. you got to rest. And I'm finally starting to get it. So just know I feel like uh, completely uh inadequate to talk about this so we're learning together step step and step with each other on this one so let's talk about rest and this biblical word sabbath that we're going to be talking about tonight quick overview of where we see sabbath all throughout the scriptures sabbath is this very specific and very special day it's actually designated in the scriptures as a holy day so it's distinctly different it's set apart from all the other days and we first see it modeled by god himself in the creation process so he creates everything within the six days and then on the seventh day the scriptures say in the book of genesis that god rested now god being all powerful and you know unchanging and and cosmic power he doesn't get tired he doesn't get exhausted god doesn't sleep and so his rest was not out of exhaustion but satisfaction He viewed what he had made and he called it good and very good. And so he rests, not because he's tired, but because he's satisfied. He's delighting in his rest. And God invites us into that same kind of rest. When Adam and Eve were created, they were invited into this harmony, this rhythm of rest with God. This is a a perfect glimpse of what humanity uh, looks like when it's in the rhythms of rest with the Father. Well, God's people really didn't do a great job at resting. And so eventually God shifted it from an invitation to rest to a rule to rest. But it was still a good thing and it was still a gift. He was trying to help his people understand, no, it's actually good for you to stop for a day and rest. God wasn't trying to hinder their fun. It's actually the opposite. He was trying to give them a day to be with friends and to be with family and to party and to celebrate and just be and enjoy that same rest to delight in what these past days have been, to simply slow down and reflect and delight in each other, the invitation to God's rest. And so he made it a rule in Exodus. The fourth commandment is to honor the Sabbath, to keep the Sabbath. Well, God's people did a pretty rough job of that, uh, and they kept violating this idea of rest because it is within humans to think. You know, every other part of creation needs rest. Every other part of creation has rhythms, but not us. We can keep plowing forward and I'm guilty of this. And so we, we kind of fumbled around this. And so the, the religious leaders began to then take God's concept of rest and say, man, if this is really important, we really need to help our people obey this. So let's take the idea of Sabbath and then create 39 rules of our own on top of that, and then we'll help people truly not do anything. And this whole system became an encumbrance and a weight upon the people. You weren't—you had to count your steps. Uh, they had the the original step trackers back in the day. You had to count your steps. You couldn't take more than a hundred steps. You couldn't uh, carry an object beyond a certain length. You couldn't spit uh, or if you did spit, you couldn't step in your spit. Like there were so many ridiculous rules and they were trying to be so strict on this idea of rest, don't do anything. But all their rules actually made people more stressed out and hindered them from resting. And this was the culture as we see it throughout the scriptures. And then Jesus comes on the scene. God in the flesh comes on the scene and Jesus begins to approach Sabbath very differently. In fact, out of all 10 commandments that that were taught in the book of Exodus that God gave to Moses and to God's people. Nine of those 10, Jesus repeated in the New Testament. We see him reteach them. Um, And Jesus says, I've not come to destroy this, but to fulfill the law. So he actually upholds the commandments perfectly. He repeats nine of them. The only one that he doesn't repeat is, guess it, Sabbath. So even though he doesn't say it, he lives it differently. In fact, the reason Jesus was murdered is because of how he interacted with the Sabbath and the religious leaders hated him for it. He did things on the Sabbath that broke their 39 rules. He behaved on the Sabbath in ways that broke their 39 rules. And as they asked him about it, he would eventually talk about himself in ways that was equalizing himself, um, putting himself on the same plane as God the Father, and they could not believe he would make such claims. And so eventually they killed him for those statements. It was the Sabbath that was the gateway, the open door to Jesus's death. But look at how he interacts with the Sabbath. The people are burdened. They have all these rules to follow. They're supposed to not do anything, but by not doing anything, they have a jillion rules to try to obey. And they just can't. And so it's not a day of rest. It's, it's a day of enslavement. It's a day of burden. Jesus, God in the flesh, comes on the scene, desiring his people to truly rest. And in Matthew chapter 11, this is these verses we're going to look at tonight, three verses we're going to look at. Matthew chapter 11, starting in verse 28, Jesus says this, come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. So, Jesus is saying, Man, do you feel weighed down in life? Do you just feel like completely burdened by life and the demands of life and the expectations of life and the weight upon your shoulders? And if the answer is yes, then come to me and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy. This, this this weight upon your shoulders is easy and my burden is light. And I wanna focus on this phrase that he says, you will find rest for your souls because this is the kind of rest that the Sabbath was always meant to be about. This is the kind of rest that God invites us into. So one of the things I've noticed is in American culture, We are hustlers. We pride ourselves on going, going, going. And again, I am guilty of this. I was in a meeting a few years ago and it was all these uh, kind of higher up people, executive people, leaders of this organization. And I was sitting in this room and I heard them talking about this gentleman who was in his seventies and he just retired. He had worked for 50 something years and he had just retired. And I recall this story because I remember they said of him, man, can you believe that in all the decades that that man worked, he never once, never once took a day off. And the whole room was like, whoa. And they just started applauding. The man wasn't even in there. Like they were talking about him. He wasn't even in there. They were applauding the air, like the the thought of him. And everyone was so awestruck by this this feat of hustle, everyone except me. And and I kind of felt like the oddball in the room and the weirdo because I sat there and I thought, I wonder if his kids would sit here and applaud. I wonder if his wife would sit here and applaud. Or I wonder if they just wish daddy would have been home a little bit more, that they would have seen him a little bit more. I wonder if they would have evaluated it the same way. It's amazing to me, as you think about American culture, we applaud working and hustle so much that workaholism is, is actually a normal trait for so many. And there's a ton of reasons behind why, but, but we really uh, put value on that. And even in the Christian world, in which we're invited into rest to actually take the weight of off, off of our shoulders and bring in Jesus's way of living. So how do we see Jesus living? Well, you see Jesus, God in the flesh, the perfect picture of humanity. You see Jesus say no at times. Like there are these times in the scriptures where he does these healings and miracles and then and then other people like try to swarm him and 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 receive blessings as well and Jesus withdraws. Like you, you would think God is on earth for only a limited amount of time. He's in the flesh for only a limited amount of time. He's gonna be dispensing power and healing everybody at every chance he can get, and he doesn't. Jesus submitted himself to the laws of humanity, which means he got tired. And you see Jesus pull away at times. You see him say no at times. You see him sleep, you see him rest. In fact, one of the things he was known for is he would begin his days with solitude by getting away with God. We're gonna talk about that next week. And so many times the disciples couldn't even find him. Where is he? And they would discover he's gone off to be with the Father. Jesus modeled rhythms of rest. So as the Sabbath evolves throughout the scriptures, you have it as an invitation first and then as a rule. But now we're in this new covenant. You and I aren't under the law of Moses anymore. We're, We're in this new system, the law of grace. And so the question on the table is, is it still a rule for us? Are we supposed to have six days on and one day off and six days on and one day off? And and I would say, no, it's no longer a rule because Jesus fulfilled the rule perfectly. But through our relationship with him, and I think this is what he's inviting us into, through our relationship with him, he's inviting us into a, not a rule, but a rhythm in which we find rest in him. Paul talks about this in Romans 14. He talks about the Sabbath. He says, man, some people consider the Sabbath one day is different than every other day and they honor it and that's fine. Like, in other words, if you guys wanna keep this idea of six to one, six to one, six, that's fine. But others say, no, every day is the same and, and we find rest not in that day. And he says, that's fine. And so it's this issue that, that really, I think Paul's saying it's no longer a rule of law. In other words, you don't just obey it because it's the rule. You create it in your life because the rhythm brings life to you. In fact, what we're saying for this week is we believe that God invites us into his rest, that we actually partner with him in the rest that he models to delight, not not just to stop doing stuff and sit there fiddling our thumbs, but to delight in him and his presence and the things we've accomplished over the six days. He invites us into his rest And this is different than simply relaxing. It's a rest for our souls. That's the language that Jesus uses, right? Come to me. I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. This is a rejuvenation of the soul. I mean, haven't you ever, especially during quarantine, right? I mean, I'm sure some of you have maybe watched an excess of shows on Netflix or Disney Plus or whatever. Haven't you just had a day where you're like laying on the couch all day? and you didn't do much at all, and you wake up the next day and you feel even more sluggish, it, it, it's because the rest that God is talking about is not only a physical rest. Yes, your body needs rest for sure, but your soul needs rest too. And that's the part that we overlook so often. That's the part that's so easy to say, nah, I don't need that. I don't even know what that looks like. I can just keep plowing forward. And this is a generation, I'm speaking to a generation that has so much responsibility on your plate, extracurricular activities and school, and you're thinking about future things and you are thinking about what job you're going to have and what college you're going to go to and where you're going to live and, and all these things. And you have so many commitments throughout the week and the margin is so small. And what goes to the side is our intimacy with the father. And so the rest that God invites us into is to rest in his presence and to delight In his ways. In fact, I think think to follow Jesus and to create this rhythm in our own lives is really, it, it comes down to trust. Do we trust that God's design for us is better than our design for us? Do we trust that stopping, that pausing for a day in the week is better for us? I mean, look at Chick-fil-A. Like I'm going to throw out the classic example. There's a restaurant and a franchise that said, hey, we'll honor the Sabbath and they're (laughs) they're blowing up. Every other restaurant is working through and Chick-fil-A said, no, we won't do that. Do we truly trust that God's ways are better than ours? It really comes down to trust. Do we trust that pausing for a day is better? And the tendency is then to think about, oh, but I got to do this and I got to do this and I have this appointment, I have this responsibility and I didn't do my homework and I procrastinated and I've got that game and I'm on the traveling team. That's us thinking that our design is better. But if we trust that God's design is better, then trust leads to surrender. All right, God, I don't quite understand how pausing for a day is going to be better, but I'll surrender that. I'll I'll, I'll try this thing out. And so we follow the ways of Jesus. If we truly believe that Jesus is the best representation of humanity, and that he has this perfect relationship to the Father, then it would stand to reason, well, then I want to try to approach life the way he did. And this is something that God has been teaching me in the past couple of years. Matt, you don't trust me that resting is better for you. And so one of the things my wife and I have done is we've made Saturday a family day. I don't do house projects. I rarely have my phone in hand. If I do, it's really to take pictures of the kids or something like that, something we're doing. Um, every day we start it with donuts or cinnamon rolls and every Saturday night we end it by going to Chick-fil-A before they close on Sunday, we go to Chick-fil-A and we get a meal, we bring it back. We have a picnic in the toy room and we watch a movie together as a family. We've been doing it for about two months now and I have safeguarded this thing and protected this thing and it has brought so much life to have a rhythm. Now, is every week going to be that possible? Probably not. And that's why this is no longer a rule. It's not about legalism. There might be a week or somewhere in here where you're like, ah, I just, I didn't this time or I can't. And it's okay. Have grace on yourself. But this is why it's so much more about rhythm, creating a rhythm an ebb and flow in life in which you're abiding with Jesus. So what does rest look like? It's creating rhythms throughout every day in which, uh, which invite you into the intimate presence of Jesus and then creating a unique day in the week in which you're, you're, that looks different than every other day, in which you're spending time delighting in God's presence. You're partying, you're hanging out, friends and family are the priority, you're resting. So that's our challenge to our student ministry and to ourselves to create a special rhythm throughout our week and to have one day a week that looks different than every other day in which we participate in the things that connect us with God, that help us delight in his presence. And I certainly hope that you and I would begin to create this practice and live into the way of Jesus as he models rest for us. Love you guys. Have a great night.